Welcome to the Funny Style Podcast. I'm your host, Chris Robinson. Today we have Matt Glidden and, and Rafiq Shaheen. So how's your guys uh how's your guys last week in comedy been? Uh, a little light because I've been kind of on vacation with the family. Mm-hmm. Went down to Disney's Vero Beach Resort for the week last okay. week. Okay. Oh, okay. that was the cruise. Well, the right? cruise started uh, Friday. We left, and we actually just got back today. Okay. Oh wow. Okay. Where did yeah. where did the cruise go? The cruise went to Nassau, and then okay. went to Disney's Private Island Castaway Key, and then back to uh, good old that's reality. So, that's <laughs> so sick. Was there any Disney like, owns an island? Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Was there any like cruise ship comedy? Or? So I I looked, I scoured, I was looking for like live shows. There was karaoke, mm-hmm. and so I don't know if this is dumb of me or not, but I was like, hey, if I'm gonna have the stage for three minutes, you think I can? <laughs> you <laughs> I asked, I asked nah, just for the sake of asking. I knew I knew what the answer was going to be because obviously it's a Disney cruise. Yeah, they have no control over what I'm going to say. Yeah, so you know they would have thrown you overboard into <laughs> yeah. the fucking ocean. Yeah. I have clean stuff, <laughs> but I did I did karaoke and I did a song that I kind of knew, but I threw in some little funny jabs when like middle. weird I got laughs during the karaoke set yo it was so it was fun my brother got some pictures like oh look he did comedy on stage you know i don't know it was it was fun it was a disney fun branded thing, but, yeah, comedy yeah. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah good stuff good stuff now yeah, so now under no circumstances no matter how well his career goes he will never work at disney <laughs> right <Cruise laughs> ever under any circumstances it's a shame. I hear those are big paydays. Big <laughs> yeah. So no comedy on the okay. on that particular cruise. I think just because it was a three night. No, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I so like most of the cruise ship uh, cats you know do like one week on, one week off mm-hmm. kind of schedules, or like sometimes they'll like depending on where they're going. Open so like might have just missed it. Yeah. So it's too, it's too bad Matt didn't do a set on the yeah. submersible. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, dude, the lifeboats. The lifeboats are now covered lifeboats. So yeah. they looked like submarines. And I'm like, dude, if this ship goes down, I am not getting on that. I already know where this is going. Oh, we're going to take a tour to the Titanic. Never come back. I'm swimming. I'll swim yeah. back. I can't imagine, like, not to get off the subject too far, but, like, I can't imagine spending a quarter of a million dollars just to die with your dad. Oh, <laughs> It was a father's yeah. thing, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Well, well, one of them, yeah. It was yeah. a 19-year-old well, son with his dad. So, like, part of the whole story with that nonsense is, like, it, and this is what kind of makes it, like, tragic, is, like, apparently, like, the kid had told his aunt, is like, I don't want to go, but, like, it's Father's Day, so, like, I got to do this. You know, I'd much rather just be up here, but Dad really wants to go on this thing. And it's like, <laughs> man, you should have just gone with your first instinct. Oh, man. <laughs> So I'm not fully informed with the whole story, but I don't know, like, who was at fault? Was it the company? For, I well, mean, definitely the company. Definitely yeah. the company. Stuff like yeah. that, right? Yeah. Well, so part of it is, like, story-wise, like, the sub, the uh, so it goes, the submersible was not designed for as many trips as it took, mm. is the current running theory. So it was one of those, like, well, it just went down one time too many. Yeah, you know. Well, that's the thing, because people are acting like. I, so I, I have some issue with 
actually, honestly, a lot of the comedic response to that whole story. Because everybody's thing is like, oh, they're so stupid, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, well, number one, that's how things get discussed. Like, there are people in the world mm-hmm. that live their lives pushing the envelope. There are people that are trying to travel to space. And a lot of times, the shit goes wrong. Over the year, we've watched astronauts go up and blow up, mm-hmm. right? So that's number one. Number two, they were like, oh, it was controlled by a, a, a video game yeah, controller. They're that. so stupid. They should have known. How the fuck would... If I took you, person on the internet talking shit with a job at Arby's, mm-hmm. and I dropped you in a shitty fake submersible or a really, really nice, well-built real one, you wouldn't have a fucking clue as wouldn't to what you're looking at. You I, I would... The, the one thing I will say on that regard is... When you look at the James Cameron sub, which was all over the internet, versus this sub, vastly different, like, composition. Yes, yes. <laughs> but it's, it's, because I looked at the pictures of the James Cameron one, and it, it, look, it looks more official, right? The, Just the generally director, looking right? at it. James Cameron, that's who we're talking about. The, yes. What's the, his called, the, though? The, director. the The, yeah. But he has one, and it's, what, what is it called? He has one. He owns one, all yeah. All right, yeah, see, I'm in the dark yeah. on all this. Yeah. He owns his own. Yeah. But his, but I can't remember the name of what his was called. His is up to code, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. And <laughs> it, <laughs> but honestly, if you look at the difference between the two, yeah. it's mostly his is fancier. Mm-hmm. It just looks fancier. But everybody who's going, oh, they should have known. How the fuck would you know the difference? Yeah, I don't. I don't agree with they. They should have known. But there is part of me that goes like, "All right, if you're going to get in a submersible of any kind, right? Like you, there are like certain questions that you should ask. And if they ask all those questions, and you know, again, that's not on them. Well, that's and, on the company and the the people laughing at them. This specific t- to your point, um, this specific one made multiple trips. There were people who were saying who would, did a successful trip with that machine and were like, yeah, I mean, it, it, it seemed all right when I went. So it wasn't like they were the guinea pigs. Yeah, yeah, they weren't the first guinea pigs. It was like getting on a fair ride. Someone else just yeah. did it, but yeah. there's still a chance that that thing could fall apart in midair. Right, and, and, that's, so. and that's what the working theory of okay. the problem is, is, that it wasn't designed to go down as many times as possible, and the company may have kind of like cheaped out on like repairs and stuff like that so it is the emotional equivalent of showing up to the fair and paying a quarter (laughs) of a million dollars to ride a ferris wheel like and then it tips over right yeah (laughs) but i think the only thing that the only thing that gives me sort of solace about it is that it was white people. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> but I watched I, I watched a bunch of um, um, simulations of what the implosion would be like. And apparently they die instantaneously. Oh, yeah. It's not like a So it it, it it's, crumbled under the pressure. It crumbled yeah. under the pressure. It's very much one of those situations where somebody goes like, Hey, is that a warning? And that's it. Yeah. Like <laughs> So like they turn into mush because it's, it's essentially okay. Quick and pain. Yeah, lettuce. it's like imagine imagine Ish. taking a, a tin can yeah. and crushing it, but it happens because my understanding is because it's an exterior pressure, mm-hmm. once it ripples even slightly 
it all happens at once. Right. The same way that yeah. pressure yeah, on a exactly. kid from here versus when you... Yeah. yeah. Okay. It all happens right. at once, and it just, in a flash, they just turn into mush at the bottom was, of the ocean. There's a lot of speculation that they just ran out of power and then suffocated. Yeah. No, that's... No. So yeah. they... <clears throat> no, they found pieces of it all oh, over the place. Oh, so yeah. they've... All right. See, I've, again, I've barely kept up with this yeah, thing. Yeah. I've just been hearing about it. Yeah. Wow. So to be fair, they probably didn't even know anything was wrong. They were probably just waiting to get to the bottom, yeah. and then boom. Yeah. So, I mean, that's, you know, that's a little, makes you feel a little bit better. Yeah. I mean, not $250,000 better, but like. And then that's the other thing that people also don't understand. I also hate, like, um, I don't know. I I noticed with comics in this particular, because comics tend to be, like, particularly broke. Mm -hmm. So whenever something happens to, like, rich people, there's this abundance of, to their credit, people that are funny (laughs) who like also are bitter about the fact that they're not rich (laughs) (laughs) that have a lineup of jokes because i'm like all right two hundred fifty thousand dollars the guy was a well the 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 one who went with his son is a multi-billionaire so to him that was like cab fare like it's not like you know he saved up two hundred fifty thousand (laughs) dollars he reached into the the <clears throat> crease in between his couch and grabbed a quick $250,000 and tried to go, you know, see the type. This is, I understand what you're getting at, but this is the equivalent of reaching into the crease in your couch, finding the nearest Armenian dude, and go, you're a cabbie, right? <laughs> 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 but, I mean, I don't know. Poor people. It sucks. Yeah. Yeah. And I also hate the... <sighs> The, the hack thing of Th- that's my something there's problem. a big story in yeah. the news and now every yeah, comic has, has to figure to the, out yeah, their the angle. hack angle to make it seem like and it's it's all the same mm. it's not like it's not like you took the time and wrote a unique perspective and then did it on stage mm-hmm. you posted a two sentence thing the same thing that everybody's fucking posting yeah. you know yeah it, th- there's a good chance when like any major news story happens you can find at least like a couple of thousand versions of the same joke as soon as it happened i was like here come the black comedians this would never happen to black people it's like here we go every single one is going to post it like that's an original thought it's like every stupid white people story is to black people going this would never happen to black people I, I will say, though, the one thing I do appreciate about the black comic take on that was watching black Twitter go like, yo, if this was black people, white people would never have let us live this down. <laughs> so we're going all in. It's like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> if this was black people trying to go find the Titanic yeah. at the bottom of the ocean. Yeah. There's that lane. And then there's the lane of comics that are like, how hard can I push the envelope? Of saying something disrespectful just, yeah. about Ari Shafir level disrespectful, which, but hilarious. Ari Shafir, I despise you don't Ari like Shafir. Him? Honestly, I, I, Ari Shafir is one of the few people. Was it the Kobe thing? That a part of it, but the Ari Shafir is one of the few people that I go. If I was in the same room with him, I'd probably put my hands on him because he's that lane of like, comic. He's but here's what he is. He's a. It doesn't seem like it's hack, because so few people are going that far yeah but at its core what it is is hack it's just he's just trying to say the most offensive thing 
that he could come up with and do it in the worst possible time. Like he went to because when Kobe died, like he went to L.A. and stood in front of the Staples Center. And it was like, you know what? At the time, I was like, I really hope somebody kills him. Like, I genuinely hope somebody killed him at that time. Comics were like, what are you doing? Yeah, it's just like at some point. And what I really don't like about it, and there's a, there's a, there's a sect of people who high use the fact that they're comedians. And this is this is a this is a white boy comic thing, real popular. Oh boy, where they say things that they would never otherwise say yeah, under no. the guise of "I'm a comic," and they use the fact that they're a comic to get away with saying shit that otherwise they don't have the balls to open their it's mouth the, and say. It's, it's a it's a joke, bro. Yeah. Kind and of, and yeah. Ari Shafir to me is the king of that, just he the, the absolute king of, of this is a pussy who would never say any of those things out of his mouth ever, other than the fact that he gets to hide behind the fact that he's a comic, and one of these days, I hope he's walking down the street and somebody fucking stabs the shit out of him. All right. I mean, he just, and I know that's a crazy overreaction, <laughs> yeah, right? Yeah, yeah, that's very but, hyperbolic. Yeah. <laughs> but, no, but, but think about this, though. Think about, think about L.A. Mm-hmm. and all of what happens violence-wise in L.A. Do you think that Ari Shafir, in front of the Staples Center, Make fun of the fact that Kobe died in L.A. Mm. Do you think had he not said it and then left immediately? Yeah, because that's what he somebody would have pulled up and done something to him in front of the Staples Center 100%. for doing that. Somebody mm. would have done that in L.A. 100%. But he does it and then jumps in his car and r- drives away. Mm. And ha ha ha, I'm so funny. It's not funny, dude. You're just hiding behind the fact that you're a comic and you're running. You say something real quick and then you get the hell out of Dodge. Yeah, it's like it's just. I it's mean, it's corny. So that's it, that lane that I was yeah. talking about. Yeah. Everyone wants to go for that shock value. And then the drugging people, that's the other thing that makes me so yeah, angry. That's yeah, that's... God, it just... Because that's, like, that's the group that I that I kind of follow, yeah. sort of. The and Joey Diaz. Was, yeah. yeah. Bert, Tom. Yeah. I mean, them. if you were to drug... Because like, wasn't the story that he drugged Burt Kreischer? Bert. Yeah. And his, Burt Kreischer's wife was furious. Still doesn't, like... Oh. Still if, will not... If I yeah. found... Again, if I... If this is this is why I'm... I'm I have like a violent response to Ari Shafir. <laughs> I just imagine had that happened, mm-hmm. and he's sitting there with his doofy ass, chuckling face, knowing that he, against your will. I mean, it's 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 some type of assault. It's I don't, poisoning. Yeah, it's poisoning. Like, it's like I like the that, the time yeah. that it took me to get high, in between me realizing that you drugged me mm-hmm. and me being high, I'm gonna use that time to beat you to death. <laughs> <laughs> like how I mean to do that to a per for real against yeah. someone's will is insane. Yeah. I'm gonna put drugs in your drink while we're sitting here having a conversation because it's so funny. And had he not been a male, absolutely, mm-hmm. absolutely, oh, yeah. it would have been. Had he done that to years. a woman, insane. I just, I just don't. And again, to me, if you if you have to do the Kobe thing to try and be funny, if you have to drug people. He's more of a, a jackass character than he is a comedian. I also just don't think he's talented. Yeah. Mm. I, I'll say... Because <clears throat> what do you know him for outside of those shenanigans? Yeah. I mean, like I'll say, like see, having seen his specials and stuff like that, he does write actual bits. Yep. You know, okay. And they're his not... His most be- recent like, special was not shock value kind of comedy. Right. Well, uh, so that's the thing I find, like... 
the most different. The public persona he presents is a lot of like shock jock kind of comedy of <coughs> oh he went there oh he said this thing but then you actually like look at his specials and stuff like that and it's like this is written material this mm-hmm. is like you know it's still a little bit on the darker side but it's definitely much more like a concerted effort to be like here's a like relatively standard show so to your point, I think it's more of he's the jackass character off stage as kind of like a publicity thing in the podcast scene, right? And then you get him like on stage or like in front of a camera, and it becomes less of like oh I'm you know whoever from like Stevo, and more of like oh I'm a comic. To your point, though, it is still the. I'm going to say some horrendous shit and then run away. That's what he does for uh, most of his crowd work as well. Right. Horrendous. But he stays on stage for that. Right. Well, because it's like, you know, he, yeah. like the crowd that goes to visit like like the Legion of Skank yeah, show of is way more on board with like hearing some horrendous shit and not getting up and fighting a dude yeah. on stage that like... 95% of the rest of America. Yeah. Also, apparently, the timing of the release of his special was lucky in the sense that it was right when the whole Kanye Adidas thing was happening. Mm-hmm. And his, the name of his special was, was Jew. Jew. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. that was like, he just, he didn't plan it, but it worked that way, and he got a lot of uh, publicity just for that yeah. timing. I know you're not a fan. No, I know. He just, but, and his face, like, he just has a terrible, <laughs> fucking weird, foreigner white guy face. Like, it's just like, just fuck that guy, man. <laughs> All right. Next, let's, let's get off of this guy. Let's get off of this guy. Chris is going <laughs> to. Um, no, Chris, I, Chris is be, like googling like Expedia flights. <laughs> no, it's just because, because like, all right. So for real, let me let me ask you. This. Let me ask you this, huh? The Amazing Racist. Oh, you no. remember his old? That was his no, original no. YouTube channel. Oh, show. really? Yeah, he picked up uh, picked up Mexicans and dropped them off at ICE, and then hit yeah. the horn and took off. Yeah, like that was one of his most popular videos. But that was his whole thing was the Amazing Racist. Yeah. He went out and did just a real loser, like. And because here's here's my other thing. Okay, do you? Th- I'm trying to think of the equivalent, like like Kobe Bryant dying, right? And maybe he would, but I'm trying to think of the white equivalent of that, right? Are you talking about like an um, like an emotional yes. resonance yes. level, or you yeah. mean yeah? I don't know, but I also don't know that Ari Shafir does that with the white equivalent situation. Yeah. No, that's that's fair. There's a certain again. There's a certain comfort with clowning tragedies that are happening to minorities, to where it's like, yeah, people will be upset, but I'm not upsetting the type of people that are in control of the entertainment industry. So I'll get in a little bit of trouble, and then it'll go away. So the death of the queen doesn't count, right? Because um, I think everybody went Ari Shafir level hard on. Yeah, I mean, yeah, that's a little different dying. because 
that's different. I, that's, yeah. I mean, it, most of those things weren't directed at Elizabeth as a person, as opposed to like the institution. The oh, the, yeah, the, <laughs> like the, a monarchy, the corny yeah. institution of yeah. they have a, a um, prime minister, but they still have these royals as like yeah. Well, so like that's the thing. I feel like if a <laughs> like if they had just. If you could have replaced the name of anybody yeah. as opposed to Elizabeth, yeah. and the jokes would have been the same. I was trying to yeah. think of like white people that died and people were emotional about it, but yeah. most of like the UK was happy. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. It was great watching like the Welsh just like <laughs> celebrate. <laughs> All right, let's see. So, did you have anything? I know, I know. We all this was based on uh, yeah, <laughs> Matt's with comedy week, yeah, yeah. cruise. Um, so like I, I did like one private show on uh-huh. uh, Sunday, and then you know, like it was fine. Again, it was just like hosting, so it was just like a, a small payday to be like, hey, I'm here. <laughs> Here's like. 10 minutes of material and here's your company president who's going to talk to you for like 45 minutes about why you matter. Enjoy your $20 meal that they splurged for. You know? And where where was that like? Uh, the, uh, this was in uh, Port St. Lucie. Okay. Right. So, you know, it, cool. you know, it was fine. But yeah. like, it wasn't the highlight of the comedy career <laughs> kind of thing. Yeah. I opened for a uh, yeah we haven't I don't think we've done this podcast since then I opened for a belly dancing event last week. Oh yeah, you mentioned yeah. that you were going to do it. Yeah, yeah. I asked if you were going <laughs> to participate. It was it was uh, it was interesting. Yeah. Um. I I didn't. L- luckily, I went on. I went on prior to the belly dancing stuff. So I I was I opened the whole thing. Nice. Mm-hmm. Because it would have been very hard <laughs> to watch amateur belly dancing <laughs> right, and <yeah>. not <laughs> say something. <laughs> so because I went on before, there was nothing for me to talk about. Yeah. So I just did strict material. <laughs> did they? Were, they were all there for the belly dancing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, I, I really think that's how comedy needs to be structured when we're intersecting with like other events, because it's like. Yeah, as a comic, you want to watch the thing and, like, just rip and tear, <laughs> yeah. like, to be like, yo, for real? But, like, <laughs> the the truth is, like Matt was saying, is, like, most people who go to those events aren't going because comedy is happening. No, they're, they're going, going for, for the <laughs> other thing. They're not going to be know. super thrilled about you tearing into the thing that <laughs> yeah. so much. Plus, also, like, you, you know, people are going to be more receptive to, like, hearing material going, like, we're going to open up the show with comedy yeah. as opposed to seeing the thing they came for and then having to sit through comedy. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. But um, it was at the uh, so Galley High School has a theater, mm-hmm. which we don't make use of these things enough. Because yeah. Bayside High School, which, I, which is where I went to high school, they have a beautiful performing arts center there. And so does the Galley High School. It's a... The high school has a 750 seat theater. Mm-hmm. So who actually yeah, I graduated? Yeah. The galley. yeah, yeah, it's incredible, and it, to my knowledge, for the most part, it just sits there. Mm-hmm. So, but like, all, the question always though in those situations is like, who do you have to talk to to gain access to the mm-hmm. room? So I met I met the guy that runs the room um, at the belly belly dancing event, and I, I would have to go back um, and talk to him again. 
but he was he was receptive to he was like it would be cool to do like a comedy festival here because mm-hmm. um, i mean it's 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 a I mean, it's a huge room the, the, what made it interesting for the belly dancing event was there was probably 120 people for the belly dancing event in a theater that fits 750 oh people <laughs> So they were, so, hopefully everyone was in. Yeah, no, no. Most of them. Right. Were, well, like honestly, honestly, right, like most comedy <laughs> shows where it's like, we came here, we decided to sit in the back. Of the <laughs> no, honestly, it was spread. It was widely spread out. It was spread just out. Spread. I mean, it, yeah, it just, just, there'd be like two people together mm-hmm. and then like nine seats and then two people together and then nine seats and then. <laughs> so was this common before COVID? Because I feel like this is like a COVID mindset that's ingrained in everyone. Everyone wants to sit I separate think, from each other. I, I think that too. Yeah. Yeah. I Well, I think definitely in comedy as a whole, though, that's most people. Always been Most people are like, it's me and my group and mm-hmm. we want to sit here and laugh at a thing, but we don't want to sit too close for whatever reason because the comic's going to pick on us as though like physical <laughs> distance is gonna stop yeah. me from talking <laughs> shit about you my eyes aren't that bad right? if you're <laughs> 10 feet further back it's not gonna make a difference yeah and then you know like you know it's the movie theater problem of like you don't want to you don't want to be sitting right on top us like a group you don't know mm-hmm. but like for the performance to be more inclusive you need everyone to kind of sit close together yeah. i just remembered in the middle of that performance, I had a hard pivot because I, I can't remember what the joke was, but I'm, I'm going into this joke where I, I, I want to talk to a specific person. And there's this guy in the front row and he looked. <laughs> Sometimes when somebody looks has like a shitty expression on their face at a comedy show, you address it and addressing it is very funny because once you address them, they kind of adjust. Yeah. I was like, hey, sir, what's your name? And he went. <sighs> and I was like, <laughs> all right, moving on. <laughs> he just like, he was so pissed about something. I think him and his wife must have had some sort of huge fight in the car. Why you would continue to go to the belly dancing event after oh, having yeah. this huge fight, I don't know. But they were clearly there, visibly angry at each other. <laughs> and when I addressed him, he just, he didn't lighten up at all. That wasn't one of those scenarios yeah. where you want to find out some more information no, 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 no. <laughs> because it's again i'm opening for this belly dancing yeah okay, I, I, if, if it was a comedy club yeah. then yes because people would be in the in the mode right of all right let's dig into this this will be funny yeah but not yeah i just did not want to offend anyone at this <laughs> belly dancing event i was like you know what let's just <laughs> I, i'm picturing this dude in my head and the scenario you're pitching and it's like this feels like dude found out his wife was cheating on him that night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, it, was, it was bad. He was but, like staring off into the distance angrily the uh, whole time. Uh, yeah. He was like, well, we, we paid for him. Right. <laughs> yeah, like we spent know. too much money on these tickets not to go. <laughs> but I can't believe you were blowing Steve. Oh, man. So then the, the, the big thing that I did this past weekend was I did the crooners comedy festival yes in minneapolis minnesota which was which was actually really cool so it was geez what is this it was a four-day festival wednesday thursday friday and ended saturday yeah four-day festival outdoor indoor both um so again super interesting so crooners mm-hmm is one of the top jazz clubs in the country. They have a beautiful, 
main room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Then they have a smaller room off to the side. And then they actually had, it's called Crooner's Supper Club. I'm pulling it up right now. And outside, they had this big-ass tent, which is where um, the comedy festival was. So you had, so each night had a different headliner. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, they had, let me pull this up because I want to get the headliners correct. I know Jamie Kennedy was one of them. Nice. Um, Jimmy Walker from Good Times was another one. And then there were two that I did not know. Let me see. Jamie Kennedy. Wounds. Let's see. So when you say, was this a festival or a competition? (sighs) I would say a festival. So it's a festival with a competition built into it. The reason why I say that is because, again, each of the four nights had a different headliner in the main room. Mm -hmm. Right. Then outside was a different an actual competition then in the third room there were showcases okay so it's all in one building okay but the building has three separate venues all in this one place and there's different shows happening all together the same time all the way around right so it is a festival but if i buy a ticket am i buying a ticket to come watch you compete against somebody am i buying it to see the showcase am i buying it to park hopper pass i think (laughs) i know each individual headliner show like the big ones right they sold individual tickets for that okay okay and then i think the the festival you could buy a separate ticket just to watch the amateur comics in the festival gotcha but i will say and of course i'm a super biased judge of this but i didn't get past the first round in the festival Mm -hmm. which personally i think is bullshit (laughs) but you know how are you supposed to know? Yeah. Ooh, right. Mike. How how did they judge it? Was it like there was a panel of judges? Was there was a panel of judges. Response? There was a panel of judges, which was really cool. <sighs> boy, 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 boy. That's so, not the sigh of somebody yeah, who's yeah, like content that's the with sigh the sigh of that guy you were talking about earlier. <laughs> 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 I'm just looking at um guys, I I never I didn't stay to watch who won the whole festival. Mm-hmm. So the thing is the 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 grand prize was ten thousand dollars, right? So we did the the first night, um, the two comedians. So it was four nights. The first, there are four heat. I'm trying to remember now. So it's four heats. Two people from each heat gets through to the semifinals. Mm-hmm. From the semifinals, three people get eliminated. Then there's five people left in the finals, and they do fifteen minutes. Mm-hmm. Then at the end of fifteen minutes, then they choose the finalist who i guess wins did the you do 15 thing. minutes each night or did you do no, no, no. i did we did uh, the first heats were eight minutes mm-hmm. and then the second heats are or i guess the semifinals is a different eight minutes they're required to do a separate eight minutes than you did the first time okay then the finals are 15 minutes a piece and it's five comics doing 15 minutes each mm. yeah separate 15 from the two eights no, you can redo okay. that for that for that night. So, and when they say a new eight, I I always question this: Can you remix old material, or does it have to be com- like brand new, brand new jokes? Uh, eight brand new, eight brand new, fifteen minutes of you can do old stuff. Okay, so you you can't do like the first night 
do your closer and then do the second night and move your closer to your second no bit no or, they yeah, want okay. they want completely yeah. new material yeah so you said uh you'd make it past the first round did you notice like a particular style of comedy that they seem to be leaning toward yes okay. uh cleaner comedy which mm-hmm. is why i was super annoyed because we asked so so prior and I'm, I'm actually not that mad. It was a great experience, yeah. to be very mm-hmm. clear. Um, and I'm super appreciative to the people that threw the festival. But I was, I'm just speaking on behalf of just the experience that I had. Sure. We were asking, hey, are there any, are there any um, rules? Like, how are we going to be judged? What are the rules? Mm-hmm. I specifically asked, are there any language barriers? Is there language you're not supposed to use? I was very specific. And we were given no information. They were mm-hmm. like, just get up, read the room, do your thing. Then we all watched as they picked only the clean comics. Ugh. And I was like, oh, had you said that, I could have easily could modified have my set yeah. and do my material relatively clean. Now, the reason why I think that happened were the judges. And if I could pull some, I'm on the website for the festival right now, mm-hmm. which is why it um, seems like I'm distracted. But the judges were, um, so the, the, the main thing I was super excited about was I met a couple of comics and I actually have an interview um, that I'm going to be putting out that I did with um, comedian TJ and um, DJ something. I got it in my... TJ and DJ. Yeah, TJ and DJ. <laughs> All right. But um, that's going to gonna come out probably tomorrow, probably. Um, those are, these are two... 20 year plus veteran full-time comics that i met at the festival Mm -hmm. um that were super helpful and had a lot of just insight and information that i was able to use like something something as simple as i was talking to tj and he pulled up the fact that if you buy one-way tickets you can often fly to cities dirt cheap Mm -hmm. so i want i want to go to i want to go to new york and spend a lot more time in new york Mm -hmm. tj explained to me that Frontier Airlines, their main hub is in, I think, Trenton, New Jersey. You can fly there for like $50. What? Yes. Now, if you were looking to go to New York, you wouldn't pull up that Trenton, New Jersey airport because you go to New York, it'll either give you LaGuardia or JFK. Mm -hmm. However, for 50 bucks, you can fly into New Jersey and then just... Get on the train, the the path train, uh-huh. to come into the city. Yeah, which is so cheap. cheap. Yeah, dirt yeah. cheap. Okay. So again, s- simple simple stuff like that that I you know c- connections that you make with veteran comics who've been working for years, um, just little simple information like that makes a huge difference. Things you can only learn with experience. Yeah. Exactly. Um, I mean, even if it was interesting, even talking to TJ about, um, he was kind of explaining to me his his process of getting booked because at one point i was trying to interview him and he was like yeah my you know my august is looking light right now so i'm gonna be on the phone all day tomorrow so you know we'll have to do you know the interview a different time and he's doing again so this is in june so in june he's aggressively making sure that august is filled yeah you know yeah and then you know then you know each month month so he's he's two months out Mm mm-hmm on the phone making sure that he's constantly busy because again these are two guys that are full-time comics that don't have day jobs 
Yeah. You know, I was talking to TJ, and I think TJ said he he quit his last job in the late nineties. Whoa. And has been a touring stand-up comedian since the nineties. And TJ, just TJ. What's his? We got all TJ. Yeah, just comedian TJ. TJ. Yeah, yeah. And I've never heard of him. Never heard of him. No. Well, that's the other thing that you learn is that there's a million comics out there. Yeah, TJ Sanders. Um, yeah, I. It's incredible how many comics out there are making. Because I mean, in order to be to be famous and making millions of dollars, mm-hmm. yeah, there's only a few comics doing that. Right. But making a hundred thousand dollars? Better than I'm doing. There's thousands <laughs> right? of them out there. That's so cool. I mean, there's so many. Well, maybe thousands is strong. Hundreds. But hundreds of them <laughs> out there. Dozens, I mean, the, no. the the cruise ship guys yeah. are making a lot of yeah. money. <laughs> Those cruise ship comics are making a ton of money yeah. out there. Yeah. You had a conversation with somebody who was saying, like, once you yeah. get into the cruise ship game, you kind of kind of get stuck in that because yeah. the money's so nice. Yeah, it's hard to walk yeah. away from yeah. it because the money's so good. Um, so, so, well, back to the reason why I think they were choosing mainly the clean comics. Um, the majority of the judges, I think, I think there were four judges. I'm, I could be completely talking out of my ass right now, but I think there were four judges, four, four to six judges, and the majority of them were cruise ship bookers. Mm. So they're looking for a speci- the, the cruise ship bookers judge comedy a different way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the one person I was super excited to meet was Allison Cohen. Um, Allison Cohen books the New Faces showcase at Just for Laughs. Okay. And they, so the New Faces is for unrepresented comics. So if you, you have to not have an agent, Mm -hmm. right? So you have to not have an agent. You can't be doing comedy more than a certain amount of time. And you, again, you can, you can look this up online. If you're listening, Um, you can submit directly to the New Faces of Just for Laughs. And it goes to Allison Cohen. Nice. Um, so what was cool about that is I had, I had reached out to her and submitted a while back and then emailed her about this festival. And this is maybe just a, a piece of advice. Um, I'd emailed to her about the festival. Then the day of the heat that I did, um, I emailed her um, just thanking, hey, I didn't get to meet you, but I know you were there, blah, 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 looking to meet you tomorrow, whatever. And then the last day that I was there, which was the Friday... I was sitting down having a conversation. I was actually interviewing um, T. Ray Sanders, and she rec- she recognized me and came up to me Whoa. and she took my hand. But because I had submitted, well, so before the festival, I looked over the judges, realized that she was going to be one of the judges. I emailed her, submitted, and then after the day I performed, I emailed her a follow-up email mm-hmm. so that by the time Friday came around when she saw me, Mm-hmm. She knew who I was just by looking at me. You had already made it. I'd already made question. exactly. Um, so I, you know, I hope to because she she's a she's a I don't know what you call a booker, but she's a she's sort of a talent scout for um, movie production companies as well as the person that books the new faces of Just for Laughs. You know, so even so, one of the things about festivals, and I was I was telling my wife this actually while we were there was like, there's no way sitting, there's no amount of going up at pineapples mm-hmm. <laughs> that will allow you to make that contact. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. So there's a certain amount of, and this is where like, I'm hard on festivals, but I realized, uh, Fe- yeah. 
festival most people at least in my opinion most people look at festivals the wrong way overall it would be great if you had gone to crooners and won ten thousand dollars yeah that's not the point of why you go to the festival you go to the festival to perform for bookers to showcase hey this is what i got you know my i like the times i go out to festivals it's usually the first night i work clean if i make it to the second night then i'll do dirty Mm -hmm. and then from there on it's a mixture of you know however i want to structure my set because it's the more of the thing of if one of the judges really likes my set awesome hey man my name is rafiq who do you know right do you book well, here's my card, here's my information. You just saw me kill it out there, even though I didn't make it to round three. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I didn't make it past round one. But you saw that I can work clean. So when I hit you up in a month through email, right, you have a face and a name that you can recognize. Yep. Here's uh, another one, because I'm, now I'm looking at the... Um... <laughs> I'm looking at the lineup from the festival, so I'm recognizing comics that I actually, you know, worked with at the festival. Um, Shannon Mugrage, M-U-G-M-A-G-E, wait, M-U-G-R-A-G-E, Mugridge. I guess? Um, that sounds right. Yeah. But Sorry, Shannon. Is, yeah, I know, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he is a booker that does um and i'm trying to get out there um trying to get out there early as soon as possible they do rooms in the like north center of the country so Mm. they have they have a run of shows that's in um north carolina north carolina north dakota south dakota like that part of the country Mm -hmm. and crazy enough just so you know how small a world comedy is nick masick is a comic down in like the Fort Lauderdale, South Florida area I've mm. that I've worked worked with him before. He's great. He's been on the podcast before. I've done a bunch of shows with him. Mm-hmm. I was Nick told me about wanting to do this run of shows in this North Dakota area with this Booker. Mm-hmm. I'm at the festival in Minnesota, and I overhear this guy having a conversation with another comic about how he books a run of shows up in North and South Dakota. And I turn around and I go, hey, uh, that run sounds familiar. Do you know Nick Masick? And he lit up. It was like, you know Nick Masick? And I was like, holy shit, yes. I was like, Nick is never going to (laughs) believe that I ran into the booker that he's been trying to work with (laughs) at a festival in Minnesota. And that this guy knows Nick so well that he's like, oh, yeah, Nick that does the stuff in Key West. I was like, yeah, holy shit. So I made that connection. And again, they do. So the run, I don't remember the exact route, but it's like it's like 10 shows in 12 days. Mm hmm. And I think it, and I can't remember what the pay was, but the pay was something like, I know it was over 150 bucks. It might have been 150 bucks, something like that, mm-hmm. per show, and they cover you a hotel. Right, so, so that's, that's the cool kind of thing, exactly. So that's the kind of thing where, like, in the future, like, say I get my van, my proposal would be, hey, the money that you guys would spend on hotels, tack it on to what I get paid. 
and I go out and do 200 bucks a night for 10 nights, two grand in a week and come home. Nice. You know, that's yeah. not a bad run no, at, at all. all. They do. He does another one that he said is kind of horseshoe shaped where it's like Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina and Tennessee. And then you come back home. Hmm. So that's another, you know, yeah, that one would be awesome because that's that's I mean, Georgia's close. Yeah. You know, that, so that's that sounds like one, one of those do. runs like the Entertainment Max folks. Yeah. Where it's like we have 15 casinos that we just need to plug people in. Mm-hmm. <laughs> if you if you get in here, awesome. Yeah. We will set you up, but until then, you know. And what's that company? Entertainment Max? Yeah. Hmm. Never it, heard of them. We'll, t- we'll talk after this. Okay. Because yeah. <laughs> it's hard to get into. I mean, that's one of the, again, that's one of those things that's something like a festival. That, that's, that's what I was on about. I was, I'm, I'm hard on festivals because, and I agree with you, Rafiq, my initial thing, and I think this is where most comics get caught up, is I'm going to go and win this festival. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I think I'm the funniest person there. And even at this festival, I would argue that I was top three comics in the whole festival. Right? Just in terms of if you took all of us, dropped us in a comedy club, and just stood us on stage, who would do better? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Me. You know? Um, I mean, I think... Even even the heat that I was in, at the end of the show, more people, more audience members came up to me after the show and were like, dude, you killed. Dude. Yeah. But again, it, that doesn't necessarily mean what the judges are looking for. Right. Right. You know? So the, the only frustration that I had was the, the mysteriousness of what we were being judged on. Mm-hmm. You know? Because if, if you said, hey... You're supposed to be clean. That's what we're looking for. And then I go up and not be clean. That's on me. Right. Right. But if we're told there's no parameters, I'm up there going for make these people laugh as hard as possible. Right. And I'm not even that dirty. I, I went up there. I wasn't clean. I think the worst word I said was bitch the whole time I was up there because mm-hmm. I don't my, my I don't say I don't go I don't that crazy anyway. That you know? well, th- this is the reason why I always argue you should work clean the first night in any kind of like multi-night event or yeah. like you know even if you're doing like multiple shows at a club, you know, Just and so you're, they know you're capable of it, right? So they know you're capable, but also so you can kind of judge what people are looking for. Well, here's the other thing: I was gonna go clean, and then the comic that went up before me was this lady from Chicago, and like. She had like fifteen pussy jokes. Oh my god! And I was like, "All right, I can loosen up a little bit." She had the crowd rolling too while she was doing it. A little, yeah, not that much. Okay, but she was like, she said something. There was this, I'll never forget. She was talking about how she had this joke about how her daughter <coughs> didn't really curse much, mm-hmm. and then she got into online gaming, and she she said something along the lines of, "I hope." <laughs> I hope somebody fucks your mom in the ass with peanut butter and she's allergic. <laughs> oh right? my god. <laughs> and that was the lady going on before me. So I was in the back like, should I be completely clean or should I blah blah blah? And then she's up there saying that shit. And I was like, Alright, I can kinda yeah. I'm guessing she also didn't make it past the first no, round. No, she did not make yeah. it past the first <laughs> round. <laughs> but the judges that were Yeah, okay, that makes sense. That checks out. But it was just <laughs> 
it was just it's, it's just it's an interesting frustrating thing because yeah. i was let me tell actually let me, let me let me tell you how well i did i did so well that the comic that went up after me like introduced themselves it was like yeah hey, how about that chris robinson guy kind of thing yeah which right. is like a which, little big which up only right which only happens when you murder so hard that the next comic is nervous yeah you know what I mean? yeah they're but trying to ride your wave. Yeah. She probably did. Yeah. It was super interesting. Yeah. But like I said, super grateful because I met a bunch of really cool... Everybody... And that's the other thing, too, is I enjoy traveling and doing the festival thing because what it also allows you to do is sometimes I get some, like, uh, like that sort of imposter syndrome mm-hmm. of, like, am I just the funniest guy in Melbourne? But then if you drop me, you know elsewhere i can't you know hold up yeah you know what i mean um and the, on, the only way to know is to leave the only yeah. way to know is to travel mm-hmm. you know and it's uh, the only the only time and this I, I feel really good about this the only time i've ever been around a group of comics that intimidated me was at the comedy cellar in new york yeah i had to go i've traveled all over the place and the ol- i only found one room in the country that scares me yeah and I had to go to the best comedy club in the world in order to find a group of comics that makes me go, ah, oh, shit. All right, I need <laughs> yeah. to, you know what I mean? Like, th- there's, a, there's another level that, like, e- like these guys aren't famous. Because that's the other thing. It's, I, almost, I almost don't count famous comics because I'm like, yeah, they're on a different right. You know, right. playing field. But these are unknown comics that you've never heard of. They're just killers, you know? Um, but I mean, again, going to this festival, there were comics from Chicago, comics from New York. There were comics from LA. One of the guys is there really funny. I wish I remembered his name. So how, how did you, f- for the pe- folks at home, how did you find out about this festival? Mm-hmm. Okay. So there are Facebook groups for comedy festivals. Literally, if you just go to Facebook and you look up groups, there's one who's like such and such comedy festivals. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a couple of groups. And literally, the people who run the festivals will post, hey, submissions for, like, I, su- I submitted for, um, I submitted for Just for Laughs, um, Asheville, which I did not get into, um, the Red Clay Festival, which is in Atlanta, the Laughing Skull Festival, which is in Atlanta. I haven't heard back from those yet. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I've yeah, so if, if you just keep track of that. The other thing that I did um, is I found some, like, Reddit thread or something like that where they break down because the other thing is there's a million comedy festivals out there like a million of them and the problem with that is is that there's only a few of them where you'll actually get discovered mm-hmm. where there's actual enough people from industry attending those festivals where you might get seen in front of the right people by being at that festival mm-hmm. um, so those festivals are <laughs> um, again, the Boston Festival, um, the New York, one of the one of the big ones in New York. I don't remember what it's called. It might just be called New York Comedy Festival. I don't know. Um, the New York one's a big one. Um, there's one out in... Uh, nah, I don't want to claim it off the top of my head because I'll say it wrong. <laughs> um, I know, But I know Boston is a big one. Just for Laughs is the biggest of the big. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's um, the one in Canada. Yeah, that's one in Montreal. Yeah, which, which I really want to do. Which is why yeah. I was kind of harassing this Allison lady because I'm like I want her to at least recognize my name when she sees it. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which sounds like that's um, exactly what happened. Yeah. So hopefully in the future at some point I'll get into just for laughs. Um, so I mean it's 
it's really, really valuable in terms of who you meet and how quickly you can network with comics from all over the country. I made this one festival in Minnesota, so I probably spent, uh, let's see, I spent $400 on plane tickets, but that's because I took my, me and my wife went. So that's biased. All right. <laughs> um, so really 200 bucks to fly out there. Um, again, I stayed with my dad, so I didn't have to pay for a hotel. Um, and then it was 40 bucks to join the festival. So really, if I just went up there by myself and stayed with my dad, it would have been a total investment of $240. Mm-hmm. And they paid you $100 every day you performed. So, you so I got 100 bucks back. back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, had I, had I made it all the way at least to the finals, I would have... Broken, <laughs> yeah, then, so. yeah, broken even on the yeah. whole thing. Yeah. Um, but uh, so, I mean, it, it really didn't cost that much money. And I mean, I, I honestly think I'm going to get so T Ray is in Atlanta, mm-hmm. which um, he's really cool. So he knows he actually uh, mentored one of the mentors of Spunky Robinson. Oh, I okay, know Spunky. Yeah, I know him. yeah. yeah. Yep. Spunky is a monster. He's traveling all he's over the place. He's doing cruises right now, isn't he? Yeah, he's all over the place. Yeah. But um, so Spunky is one of those guys. And again, I, a simple thing that I learned talking to T-Ray, I'm telling you, those old veteran comics, it's just a wealth of just random ass information that you wouldn't know. Yeah. I did not know this. Apparently, if you let's say you buy a Greyhound bus ticket from Melbourne to New York, right? Mm-hmm. That ticket is good to get you to New York for like two months. What? Meaning, you book it, you can get off at a bus stop, and then a couple days later, get back on a Greyhound on your way to New York, and then get off at a different stop, and then a couple days later, get back on a bus on your way to New York. So what he would do... <laughs> Looking at Matt's so face. make stops yeah. yes. so all what, the way up there on one ticket. Yes. So what he would do wow. is... Book shows in, say, Georgia, South Carolina, North Carolina, Virginia, um, D.C., and then New York. Buy one Greyhound bus ticket to New York and then hit all of those shows and only pay for the one Greyhound bus ticket to New York. That's smart. Yeah. So because I was asking him, I was like, because I used to see Spunky on the um, on the Megabus. Mm hmm. Which is like one of those crazy. I think. I th- yeah. I think you just. Isn't it just like ten bucks or something like that, and you just hop on it, basically, and, and just yeah. ride it all over the country for like ten dollars? <laughs> and I used to see Spunky on the Mega Bus going everywhere, mm-hmm. <coughs> and people used to always make jokes. But now Spunky is built up, and I, I want to get him on the podcast to talk about it. But he's known all over the like. He's not famous. Mm-hmm. But people know of him all over the country. Yeah. Because he did the work to just hop on the bus and show up to every major city in the country. Mm-hmm. And now you see him, and now he's now he's headlining, so now he's on planes. He's mm-hmm. actually, you know, booking flights instead of being on the mega bus. But now you see this guy who's locally in our area. He's not famous, but he tours the entire country and to my knowledge doesn't have a day job. He's a full time touring comedian making a living. Uh-huh. Yeah, he's also consistent on socials. Yeah, I very, see very on consistent on social media. Yeah. yeah, he's one of those people that I think. I had the sa- I said the same thing about Dorian when we were when Dorian first started. We were all clowning Dorian. Mm. I was like, you know, you do anything long enough, 
consistently enough, consistently. Mm-hmm. it will eventually work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Dorian, again, on BET, traveling the country, yep. doing it, all kinds of amazing stuff now. It's funny that you're talking about this because I was just having a conversation with a comic this past weekend about like like doing socials and the whole thing. And my my problem for me on socials is I haven't found the thing that I would actually enjoy doing consistently. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like but if you can figure that out, mm-hmm. right? If you love cooking and you're funny and you want to post 90 second recipes and that's your thing like you can do that consistently because you're like oh you know i like doing this anyway yeah but the problem i have is like so much of the content i see on social media i just go like this just feels like mediocre bullshit (laughs) and like i don't want to be and like this is not talking shit about anyone who is actually good at this but i don't want to be one of those mediocre comics posting crowd work (laughs) pretending like oh i killed this room (laughs) and it's like i was there at that show (laughs) (laughs) let's well here's here's the thing about that and (coughs) i have a hard time um kind of how do i say (laughs) Because I actually had this conversation with my little brothers over the like the other day, yesterday. Because mm. my little brothers, um, they play soccer, and they're in the MLS Next League, which like they're m- my one of my little brothers, uh, Lloyd. He was ranked top twenty players in the country like a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. Like like they're amazing, mm-hmm. they're incredible, and they have some teammates who just post all of their goals on social on like instagram yeah and they post videos of themselves working out and they post videos of themselves doing drills and all that sort of stuff mm-hmm. and they end up with you know tens of thousands of followers mm-hmm. and my brothers are a little too cool for school and don't want to do all that kind of stuff because yeah. they're like ah they're just too cool for it yeah and i'm like yeah but as an athlete the actual thing that you're really good at on the field isn't the only thing. Yeah. yeah. Imagine how much easier it's going to be for you to get a scholarship to the school you want if you have all these skills and 100,000 followers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine later on in your career when the time comes to get sponsorships, if you're a star soccer player playing for, you know, uh, Orlando City and you also have 250,000 followers. Nike, you know, yeah. Nike does not give a shit about your fundamentals. Yeah, exactly. Like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they give a shit about like, <laughs> oh, you can sell sneakers? Awesome. Yeah. So it's there's a there's a balance between um, not wanting to like whore yourself out mm-hmm. and at the same time playing the game. Mm-hmm. And where I think comics get caught up and and I've been caught up in this before and patting yourself on the back for being like a purist and you know i am you know i'm doing the real thing so much so that you shun away Mm -hmm. from the thing that will actually make you successful you know so like on some level like for myself um my thing now is losing weight and I'm gonna do the um, the Invisalign thing, like to straighten straighten and whiten my teeth. Right? Do that eventually once I can afford it. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's 
it's one of those things where it sounds goofy. Because, like, what does that have to do with my comedy and blah, 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 blah. Listen, this is show business. Yeah. Yeah. There is a business side of this. Mm -hmm. And are you marketable? Right. Do you look good on television? Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and that's what I was talking about with the socials. Is, like, if if I can figure out the thing that I can do consistently without wanting to put a gun in my mouth, (laughs) you know, like, I have no problem whoring myself out. To be like, yep, at, you know, like doing soccer drills or whatever, and like, hey, this is sponsored by Invisalign, you know, like <laughs> yeah. just mash those two together, whoever <laughs> wants to pay me, you know. Yeah. But the problem that you see is most people on socials just do the low effort copy of somebody else who's more successful. Oh, for sure. And instead of gaining like Twenty thousand followers because they actually believe that crowd work bit that they recorded was good. Mm-hmm. They get like seven followers, six of which are bots, <laughs> right? Because yeah. like nobody cares. Nobody like I was watching Ian Bag, and Ian Bag is a killer, right? And you'll watch a video on his page, and it'll have like twelve likes. Because it's crowd work video. And yeah. it's like his material is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. His crowd work is phenomenal. Yep. And then you just see like a local dude being like, oh, this is me talking to the dude in the audience and yeah. killing. And you're just like, no, you didn't. And <laughs> no, like everyone's going to watch the first three seconds of this and be like, it's another crowd work video. And then like scroll yeah, up. There's like, that's... thousands of people posting stand up clips. And right. you have to find a way to separate yourself from the, pr- from the pack, which is exactly what Dorian and Spunky are both doing. They're staying consistent, but they're also doing something aside from stand up on socials. Yeah. Which is also why I hate that. Um, why I. I, I, I so so passionately defend Matt Reif. Yeah. Because it's like, no, this kid, do you know how much you have to go to the gym to look like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you know, did you see also the old clips? Also your diet has Yeah, to be. and right. it's like, do yeah. you see how, <coughs> how, like what his teeth looked like before he got the veneers? <laughs> like when he was on Wild and Out back out. in the day? Yes, it's like, oh, that clothes. was like a snaggle tooth, funny looking kid. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, not... Now, now I will say as a as a from a comics perspective, going up and doing crowd work with women who already find you attractive isn't all that difficult. It's shooting fish in a barrel. Yeah, it's it's like you said, it's shooting fish in a barrel. But he did not come upon that easily. Right. Mm -hmm. He had to. There's a shit ton of work that we don't see Mm -hmm. that had to go into him getting into this position to be able to do this this way. You just see him going viral. And yeah, you, go, you just oh, see him going guy, viral because he's, he's so hot and the women, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But we've seen him before. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So to his credit, those clips from Wildin' Out are from like 10 years ago. Yeah. So this kid's been working. I mean, getting on Wildin' Out by itself isn't that easy. Yeah. So he's been working as a comic for 15 years now. And then we saw him go from, like I said, a skinny, snaggletooth, funny-looking kid mm-hmm. to doing all the work necessary to get in the kind of shape where he, he looks like a freaking model at this point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's still funny. So, I mean, yeah, it is shooting fish in a barrel, but A, it's still funny. 
and he did. I, I would understand hating Matt Rife if he did it the Kardashian way. Mm-hmm. If we found out he did a bunch of liposuction and like whatever, <laughs> right. whatever, you know what I mean? But f- from what we can see, the only thing fake on the kid is his teeth. Mm-hmm. And other than that, he's busting his ass. And he's actually mm-hmm. funny. And he's actually funny. Right. You know? and, I, and I feel like that's the thing that gets overlooked, though, mm-hmm. is like, again, he's posting up crowd work bits, but like they're actual solid crowd work bits. Yeah. M- the thousand other people you see on social media doing like crowd work material what? is just like this generic bullshit. So what do you do for a living? And it's yeah. like. We can just see that at a show. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> when the, the check drop comes, we'll just watch the headliner do that. Yeah. For and the like... other thing that you have to take into account that I don't think a lot of people take into account is Matt Rife's crowd work videos are all done in like 4K mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. multiple camera angles. Fantastic like there's a audio. Yeah, there's a level of work that goes into that. Yeah. I mean most of those clips, you not only do you see him, you see who he's talking to, mm-hmm. right? Like you said, high quality audio on both. Yeah, it's very hard. I mean, some of the crowd work clips that I've put up, it's hard to hear. Mm-hmm. It's difficult, you know. So it's I'm, like I'm the most I'm, important thing is to repeat whatever they said. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, my 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 thing that I'm going to be working on now is just bringing out a higher quality. Um, recording system when I do some of this stuff Um, just because I mean that stuff makes a difference I mean when you see I mean in terms of what people scroll past if you scroll up and it's a crowd work thing but it looks like it's high production value people are far more likely to watch that than they are if it's just a shitty grainy yeah Mm -hmm. cell phone and the audio and the audio yes echo or reverb or whatever that makes a very big difference yeah. mm-hmm. you know i mean you have to captivate people in the first three seconds or else they're going to scroll to the next video yeah. anyway yeah and like and this is this is what i keep on harping about is like most your standard comics crowd work bit is not interesting in that first three seconds <laughs> it's not high quality audio it's not hot, high quality visuals. Mm-hmm. It's the same. Even if you do get past second four, it's the same. So what do you do for a living? Right. And <laughs> the title is just going to be like Comic Destroys Heckler. Right. And, and it's just like. The title is what keeps people in. You got to have some kind of crazy title because they yeah. see a guy in front of a microphone and a backdrop. And they're like, yeah, next. But, but if the title gets But them, to be how... fair, to be fair, though, is and, and I'm learning this from talking to people. A lot of people, and this is interesting. A lot of a lot of like middle-aged people, hmm. people from the ages of like forty to sixty, scroll. It's like the only thing they do. The the one thing they actually do on social media mm-hmm. is scroll stand-up comedy clips. They really do. That's a popular thing with an audience that otherwise isn't active on social media. Because mm. it's this separate world where people aren't sensitive. Yeah. It's like their whole... Yeah, that's yeah. A, a part of it, yeah. <laughs> and um, I, it's a great way to grow an audience. I mean, we've yeah. watched so many people grow a significant audience from nothing. Mm-hmm. From absolutely nothing other than posting these, you know, crowd work clips. Mm. So, I mean, you knock it, but it works. You know, um, I mean, I'm supposed to be I, I 
I recorded the first episode of my my car review thing, mm-hmm. and that is currently being edited. I'm taking a million years, I know. Mm. Um, but once that's done, and I kind of finalize the because the the first time you do anything, especially like producing like a show type of thing, the first one is just figuring out the format and what yeah. works. Mm-hmm. You know, so I don't even know until this one gets edited. I don't even know how I'm going to record the second one. Because I might want to do different camera angles, I might want to do different, different structure, whatever. Um, but once once I get the hang of that, to where I've done, I've gotten like four of them under my belt, and I know this is how I'm going to do it. Mm. Um, then I'll consistently, I'll start doing those much more consistently, because I think again that has real potential to be something that'll work long term. And then the other thing I really want to do is I want to do um, again like the funny style tour. Because one thing that I think comics aren't doing is, how do I describe this? You know how back in the day when a band would go on tour, like the tour was its own animal. Mm-hmm. Like the tour had t-shirts. The tour had people that followed the tour. And then they would record stuff from the tour and then they'd put out a documentary mm-hmm. to go with the tour comedy hasn't really done that since the kings of comedy type of thing and small local comics to my knowledge i don't know any of any of any small local comics that have done it right and my next thing is once i get this van and i get get to touring is i want everybody on the van their job the the a a part of the job of being on the van is to take cell phone video it could be video of you. It could be video of other people in the in the van. It could just be video of gas stations where we go to. But everybody's got to be, you know, making their own little clips. And then at the end, I want everybody to put to send their video to me so that I could send it all to an editor and have it all put together in like a half hour mini documentary that'll have clips from the performances. Mm-hmm. So you get actual funny stand up in it. Mm-hmm. You get actual crowd work in it. And then you get clips from people sleeping on the road. You get clips of comics talking shit to each other on the road. You get clips of, you know, how much money we spent in gas in, in Omaha or whatever. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It, to build an actual thing. Because yeah. the other thing that I think would, would be cool is um, even because uh, we have kind of our local version of Kill Tony. Yep. Right. Uh, but what I think Kill Tony, what they've, what they've done is they created a platform where you can come on this platform and gain a following because the platform itself has its own following. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. So my goal is with this tour is it'll be <laughs> my version of kill Tony, even though it has nothing to do with kill Tony. Okay. Meaning I want to bring different comics on this tour and rotate them out all the time mm-hmm. to where the tour has its own YouTube channel to where every time we go out, we're putting out video from this tour. Yeah. And then the tour becomes its own entity. So, oh, this is such and such as seen on the funny style tour. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that way, it'll help me become famous because I'm built, I'm, you know, I'm the host of this whole platform mm-hmm. of stuff. But I'm bringing a bunch of different comics on the road. And a part of it is you get to watch this half hour video that talks about the tour. Maybe I do a short interview 
with each comic that's on the tour. That's probably what it'll be. Yeah. It'll be a short video with each comic on the tour, spliced in with video from the tour, spliced in with... Then you get to watch maybe a five minutes of their performance, mm-hmm. and then it all gets spliced together at the end of this is, you know, funny style tour, January of 2024, and this is its own little documentary. Mm-hmm. Well, th- this is kind of what I was talking about, though, about the <coughs> difference between, like, low effort and high effort, mm-hmm. is because... You can, if you want to see the failing version of what you're talking about, how many times have you seen a comic post up something on social media saying the such and such tour, and it's like a local guy, and he posted like it's a 40 open dates, mics. <laughs> yeah, right? they're and they're all like yeah. open mics, and you know, it's like, <laughs> it's cool you took the time and effort to, to make a create, poster, right, to make a poster. <laughs> But, like, the thing you're doing is not a tour. You're just calling it a tour because you saw somebody more successful call it a tour. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And it's like... It gets attention. But not... Like, (laughs) I I would argue, like, not worthwhile attention. Here's what it does. Yeah. It... Because they were doing that poster shit shit so much. Does it downplay, like... Yes, but to to the point where I was confused as to what a real tour was. Because when I first started, I'm seeing, I'm like, all these comics I know are doing tours. (laughs) Like, how are they getting on these tours? And then you stop and you actually read the dates. And it'll be like, I'm at Pineapples on this date. I'm at, you know, the uh, um, Harry Buffalo this date. I'm at, you know, yeah, Muggsy's this. I'm like, wait a minute. These are all fucking open Uh, mics. Yeah. And they they put all the, and, and again, that. It's one of those things where graphic does like the the barriers to entry for something like graphic design mm. has dropped so low that anybody for ten dollars yeah. or because one one of the things that comics have become and I don't know I don't know if this is good or bad but the average comic now is a part time graphic designer because they all want to make. All these flyers and shit. Everyone's got a Canva account. That makes it look like they're doing way more shit than they actually are. (laughs) Like a brutal amount more. The problem is that we we as comics can tell, and I am fairly certain the audience can tell that it's disingenuous. And that's where the issue becomes. Is somebody somebody who sees you post that and goes fucking Rafiq just posting up another one of those things and doesn't give a shit about anything that I posted on there. So when I actually post up and go, hey man, I'm going to be doing Coconuts or I'm going to be doing Gregory's on this date and yada yada yada, Mm -hmm. the audience is just going to look at that and just look at it as more chaff in the wind. You know, it's like, why do I give a shit because you posted a poster last week with 24 open mic dates yeah. as though you were going on tour. Well, and they call the... T- so here, here's what it, I it think. It sounds like the worst part is that they're calling it a tour. Because I know oh, that, no. like, the open it, micers are... They want their... Whoever's following them, however many, I don't know. All nine people. <laughs> right. 
but they want all of them to know where they're going to be, what spots they're doing. So I don't know why. Maybe can come I up. don't know why. But it's the fact they, look they like, call it a tour. No, and why are you telling us what open mic you're going to? Yeah. Nobody gives a fuck what open mic you're going I, I to. I don't want people Nobody to see cares. Me people, Nobody cares that you're going to be at Muggsy's. barely give a shit when famous people <laughs> exactly. up where they're going to be. Like, yeah. nobody mean, cares. I mean, again, to each their own, and they're letting people know where they're going to be. But even if, I mean, some of them aren't, some of them that I've seen, because I, I kind of know what you're, I've seen what you're talking about. Some of them are at least showcases where they're not. But th- there's a difference between saying, like, hey, I have a showcase coming up on Thursday. But if they've right. like a weekend of showcases. Even if or... it's like a weekend of thir- showcases, posting up one thing going, hey, January 24th through the 26th, I'm going to be here mm. doing showcases is a vastly different animal than s- telling the people I'm going to be on tour January 24th, January 25th, January 26th. <laughs> yeah. Because, again, and this may just be me, but I am fairly certain the audience can look at that and feel that it's being disingenuous. Let me let me tell you. Let me. I, I figured it out. Okay. Here's Here's the explanation. All right. You know how when a famous band goes on tour, yeah. they don't list the venues. They list the city. It's like, mm-hmm. we're going to be in New York. We're going to be in New Jersey. But when you're local. We're going to be whatever. <laughs> if, you, if you put your tour together, and, <laughs> and if you organized it by city, and it went Orlando Monday, Orlando Tuesday, Orlando Wednesday, right. Orlando Thursday, it's not a fucking tour. You need to be in different cities every single time in order for you to call it a tour. Right. Otherwise, it's just bullshit showcases that you keep putting on flyers, and you're really annoying. All right, so the root problem is... The word tour. Oh, that's definitely the word, right. okay. word tour. All right. Definitely the so word tour. So people are posting <laughs> dates and they're not calling it a tour. That's but even even calling something dates. All I'm right. sorry. If you're not featuring or headlining, it's not a date. It's not. Yeah. Okay. You're you're hosting somewhere or I, you're doing a guest spot. Yeah. Nobody cares. Right. You can talk about the show. That's fine. Yeah. yeah. But okay. when you make it, and this is the comic ego at work, when you make it like, oh, People are coming out to see me yeah. host <laughs> Muggsies. You know, you know how many no one gives a shit. <laughs> Do you know how many times I've seen comics post? Oh, and all the posts will be is such and such date. I'm gonna be at the Orlando Improv, and then I go look at that date, and there's a famous comic there that day, and it's like, oh, you're hosting, but they didn't mm. put for the such and such on the fly exactly. Uh, yeah. But the way that it looks to just and people make their own flyers. Yeah. So it'll be like, I don't know, let's say Jay Farrow will be at the Orlando Improv. Right. And then they'll task somebody to host. And then that person will take a picture of themselves, mm. crop the Orlando Improv logo on it, and put the date and everything to where it damn near looks like they're headlining the Improv that yeah. night. Right. And it's like, dude, just, just and stop the, it. And, but, and that's <laughs> what I'm talking about, is somebody... Somebody who's not in the industry yeah. sees that, they might get confused, but even yeah. they are probably going to go, like, that doesn't feel right. Yeah. As opposed to somebody who is in the industry sees that and goes, like, oh, this is some old bullshit, like, right <laughs> off the bat. And now you kind of look at that dude as, like, a chump. Yeah. You know what I mean? 
Because you know, it's like, oh, this is the kind of bullshit you do. Well, here's, like, the, here's the other thing that I don't understand with people. And, and I, I, am, I shouldn't be one to talk because I haven't gotten my shit together yet. Hmm. All of these people that do all this graphic designing stuff, and they don't even have merch. I'm like, you guys come up with all these cool, like, y'all, I, I've seen so many of y'all go out with a fucking photographer and get 7,000 headshots of different angles oh and different God. cool pictures and so many cool pictures of you on stage and all this other stuff. And then you do all these graphic things with it to make yourself look cool. Put this shit on t-shirts yeah. or something. At what point is the good time frame to start putting out merch? Like when you have the a fe- quote. When you're featuring. A, yeah. When you're featuring. When you're featuring. Okay. Yeah. okay. And well, like although, real featuring, like yeah. 25 minutes plus. Although I will say this, though, and I, I wish I had done this sooner. Okay. Um, uh, because my intention, and I've said this here before, is to create an entire website of clothing. I want to have my own logo and then my logo on T-shirts, sweatshirts, pants, like yeah. <laughs> whatever. Quotes then, from your bits. Yep, I want to have quotes from my bits, and yeah. then those quotes on t-shirts, sweatshirts, mugs, yeah. pants, like everything. Because, again, with the drop shipping model, to where you don't actually hold any inventory, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you create a Shopify um, website mm-hmm. that links to like a, like a Printify or one of those companies that, that prints it for you on demand and then sends it. I mean, there are companies where you send them your logo, they put the logo in the tag area, of the shirt Mm -hmm. they print the shirt and mail it out all on your behalf and you do nothing yeah teespring shark robot um uh t republic you know sites like erlacher was talking about that yeah you don't have to have things in bulk so to me that's genius every every comic should have an entire forget some a couple of Mm t-shirts you should have damn near an entire clothing line I mean, you look at that Tom Segura logo thing that's on your hat, so right? Great. <laughs> he could take that logo. I'm sure. I'm sure he does somewhere. Yeah. It should, because th- think about it: a T-shirt, right? Mm-hmm. And then that you offer that T-shirt in eight colors. Yep. A sweatshirt, you offer that sweatshirt in eight colors. Hoodie. Yep. yep. A hoodie, you offer that hoodie in mm-hmm. eight colors. Hat, you put it on hats. The hat comes in eight colors. Yeah. A mug, like it gets to the point where you have an entire store of shit. To where, let's say somebody's a fan of yours, mm-hmm. they could outfit, they could literally buy multiple outfits worth of shit yeah. on your website. Yeah. You know, um, like I'm going to be offering um, the vinyl version of my album. I want people to be able to go online and purchase an autographed copy of my album, mm-hmm. which again seems crazy because my autograph is worth exactly 15 cents. <laughs> but. <laughs> I think long term, as you begin to develop like your actual audience, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like imagine—I mean, I say this all the time—but imagine if, imagine if you're a Chris Rock fan, and you had bought his first a signed copy of his first edition print first album when he was a brand new comic and he did his first album for the first time, and you were one of the first people to get a signed copy of that. Worth a lot. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and not only worth a lot money-wise, but just, just to you. Just Valuable. to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? That, you know, um, that you were able to have something like that. Mm-hmm. Something collectible, you know? I mean, uh, like, I know everyone is broke, but mm-hmm. like, when you're talking when you're talking about merch, like, getting a basic-ass rubber wristband <laughs> with your name on it, Mm. costs like 
10 cents per wristband. Yeah. You can get like and I'm like I'm talking about like cheap Chinese Alibaba level <laughs> buy like, in bulk. Right. What like one of the pieces of merch that I've been working on for like a while now is I got that bit about, you know, I don't wear magnums, I wear a 38 special. Mm-hmm. I'm mm-hmm. working on designing the box and a, literally a I'm t-shirt. just going that's perfect for a t-shirt. Right? Yeah. But it's like literally as far as like merch is concerned, I'm designing a box that looks like a Magnum box that says 38 special on it, mm-hmm. and I plan to just buy condoms in bulk <laughs> and put them in there. <laughs> I like obviously I got a slap for novelty use only yeah. on there, but it's like <laughs> it's the whole point of like, hey man, you like that bit? Here's a box of condoms. The condoms themselves literally are a 1 cent Per condom. <laughs> mm-hmm. But guess what? You get yourself a three pack, you pay me $25. Yeah. Because merch is. Well, merch is not a. For the audience, merch is not, oh, I love this thing per se. Mm-hmm. It's, I want to support you. But here's. Be a little bit of both. Here's, yeah, here's, it can be. Here's where the magic happens mm-hmm. is when it's both. Yeah. So one of the things about, like, again, doing like the t shirt brand that I want to do. And I was talking to Erlacher about this. Yeah. Because he's, by the way, if you want to learn about t shirts, Eric Erlacher is one of our local comics that has. Just marketing in general. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but his t shirt brand is um, it's called Weedline. Weedline, yeah. yes. But they're high quality shirts. Because, like, normally when a comic has shirts, they're shitty, itchy. Like the cheapest, the cheapest low quality shirts, and it it really is. I'm buying this to support this comic, and that's all it is. And that's all it is. So my thing is, is if you were to buy something, and it was the quality of like the t-shirts that Eric sells, Mm -hmm. you'd be like, yeah, I'm supporting this person, but this is a t-shirt I'm gonna wear, right? You know what I mean? And I feel like let's say let's say I did a show, and I had, again, all of my merch was that caliber of stuff. Mm-hmm. Then, I mean, something as simple as, like, something that's popular is, like, like rappers just put the album cover on a t-shirt. Mm-hmm. It's literally just a t-shirt with your album cover. Yeah. So on my website, we'll have t-shirt with the album cover on it. Yeah. Right? If you, then I'll have, like, the Funny Style Podcast. I think our, I think the logo for this podcast is actually a good looking logo. It is a good looking logo. Again, that on a t-shirt pops right off the t-shirt, right? So again, if somebody comes onto the website and there's a whole bunch of like different designs, different stuff about the podcast, stuff about this car thing I'm doing, stuff about a comedy tour, once I get the van and I'll get the van wrapped, like the actual van itself, like driving across a t-shirt with like, you know, random dates and stuff on the back, like that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. If you order one thing because you want to support me, and then you get it, and it's like, oh, shit, this is actually also good value for my money. It's a right. good-looking shirt, and it's something quality it's that I can wash, mm-hmm. yeah. and it's comfortable, and it actually feels good. It's not like an itchy, was it, Gildan? Like, there, that Gildan has, like, the... Hey, whoa, the, hey, the, yeah. the, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But that no. piece of shit. <laughs> 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 but you know what I'm talking about. Like Because yeah. every, 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 like, baseball team that needs... A bulk shirts made. Yes. They get the yeah, lowest Gildan. quality from Gildan, yep. whatever their like bottom of the barrel quality one is, yeah. and that's what they Indian. get. Yeah, <laughs> and this shit is trash. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Gildan. <laughs> yeah, but um, 
So, I mean, if, I think then that person might come back to your website and actually load up on stuff. Yeah, right. Because, like, oh, this is cool, and it's actually a high-quality product that I'm happy to have. Yeah. The, you know? the dude I always rep as far as, like, brilliant merch is like Mike Hurley. He's oh, got, yeah. like got those watches. Yes, the yes. lighter watches. Right, and those it's are like so cool. D- right, it looks cool. <laughs> it's functional. It's comfortable to wear. Yeah. And if you are just a dude who wants to support him, or <laughs> you're a dude who wants to buy a bunch of things for like family because you got like a dozen nieces and birthdays are coming up yeah you can buy a dozen watches and be like yo here you go i've seen somebody buy i think i think he sells them for 30 dollars a piece yeah i've seen someone walk up to him and buy six dang yeah (laughs) out the gate and 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 that's just one guy like he he sold he had he comes with his suitcase full of watches and sold out that day that's so crazy. Yeah, be- because they want to support him, uh-huh. and it's a cool thing. It's that yeah, yeah. perfect balance of both. And then the other thing is, what I really want to do is, as it as it builds, because the other thing is, I want, and I, I maybe I shouldn't say this, but I should, um, I mean, I've already created it, so it's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't released anything yet, but I've created all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But, like, I'm gonna, it's going to be called Funny Style Apparel. All right. Right, because the name also makes sense because it's mm-hmm. clothing with jokes on it. So funny style makes yeah. sense. So I'm gonna brand it not about me. I don't want it to be, hey, these are Chris Robinson merch T-shirts. Mm-hmm. I want this is funny style apparel clothing, which is a clothing line. Mm-hmm. It's just linked to me because I own it. Right. So that in the future. This doesn't become a Chris Robinson merch thing. This is a place you come to to buy funny t-shirts. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. To where I can constantly be just releasing stuff. Because there's a lot of funny shit that you come up with that isn't necessarily going to work in your act. It's just a funny one-liner thing. Yeah. That I can just throw in a t-shirt and put out there. Passive income. Yeah. And the other thing is it could get to the point where I could buy one-liners from comics mm-hmm. you know like you, you know pay somebody that you know that writes really really good one-liners and be like hey you know write me 50 one-liners and i'll give you a hundred bucks for everyone i use you know what i mean yeah and then take all of those and my thing where you put it on a t-shirt and then the t-shirt's available in eight colors you get your money back in boom. a second mm-hmm. exactly yeah you know and create something to where i mean it, what would be cool is in the future get to a point where you have enough of a brand where it's like put them in Walmart, put them in you know what because I mean you think about it, go to Walmart they have T-shirts with jokes on it. Yep, that's like a popular thing in clothing stores. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you build a brand that's bigger than you know just me doing my merch. Yeah, I mean fast fast fashion is like a whole industry in unto itself. Yeah. You know, and like people will make bank off of that. The thing is, you know, all, all of what you're talking about requires effort, and that's something comics are notoriously bad <laughs> not going to do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, of course. Yeah. 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 That's a, that kind of brings it all full circle to the following and the socials and like broadening your horizon on socials. Because if you're doing something besides stand up clips, it gets you attention. Right. Like uh, Sean Madden does that Florida Man thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he's got merch, and yeah. people people are showing up to shows for him yeah. out right. of state because yeah. of that. 
Like yep. it's 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 wild. Spunky yep. and Dorian doing the same thing. Right. Yeah. But all of that again requires effort. It requires yep. thought and you know commitment, consistency. commitment and, you know and the problem most comics have you know to what you're talking about is like you will get to feature level and dudes will show up and not have anything to sell mm-hmm. yeah and it's like hey man take a saturday off <laughs> write like a shitty one-liner <laughs> yeah slap it on a t-shirt and show up with a qr code on a card yeah and go like hey man you want to support me scan this yeah. Right. Yeah, I need to I need to sit down with Eric and do cuz I mean the funny style podcast logo alone is just enough just to get me started with something. I mean, that should definitely exist. And then I actually I actually have my own logo. I have a Chris Robinson comedy logo, which I don't think I have it in my office is that, anywhere is here. Is it up here somewhere at all? No, no. I don't know where that is. Um well, I mean, I I know I have it on my computer, but mm-hmm. I don't have it up anywhere. So I mean, again, that on t-shirts. Um yeah. just just to get me started with something. And then, boom, I mean, I'm looking at your freaking hat. Yeah. Easily put it on the hat. This Easily is, put it, yeah. This is actually Etsy. So. Really? I couldn't find. He sold out of the hats with his original logo, which yeah. looks more like so the it's original. A bootleg? It's, it's a, a bootleg. bootleg. <laughs> it's a bootleg. I didn't even. I wanted to support him. I was looking all over his website for it. But the one he has looks more like Air Jordan, but the arms and legs are bent in weird directions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This one is an actual screenshot from the incident. Oh, really? Where the ball's going <laughs> up in the air. His leg has snapped up in this shot here. He hasn't landed on his arm yet. But it's the same thing, Segura, and then That's just a hilarious. different logo. Yeah. I but just wanted the hat. I didn't want well, the Well, so funny thing, well, funny thing about hats is um, Eric told me this, which I didn't think about. It's genius. Is the problem with shirts as merch is you got to come to the show with a suitcase with X number of smalls, X number of mediums, mm-hmm. X number of larges, X number of X larges, X number of double XL. You know what I mean? It's it's a huge pain in the ass. Yeah. A snapback hat like that, one size fits all. Yep. And you just have a suitcase full of hats, mm-hmm. and it's so much more efficient. It's much more compactable, too. Yeah, they, they just stack, stack right into them. each other. Yep, they yeah. stack right into each other, <laughs> and you're done. Yeah. So, I mean, that'll be... That That should be, like, one of the next things that I work well, on. Well, even I, just like you were saying, the QR code, yeah. right to the the shopping link or whatever. Yeah, that's that, uh, that's the thing I argue about, at, like, going forward for, like, merch, is, with like, hey, man... You don't even need to bring the merch with you if your audience is, like, technologically savvy enough. You just show up with, like, hey, man, here's a QR code. And, like, here's my cash app. Yeah. (laughs) Or, like, you can pull it up on your phone right now and buy it. Right, Right, you know. Well, you know what I want to do is uh, Curtis Bateman. It's a comic out of Orlando Hmm. that has a, a printing company. And he makes those, you know, when you go to like, if you were to go to like a convention or something like that, they have those, it's like a weighted thing on the floor and then a big banner that yeah. pulls up out of the weight at the mm-hmm. bottom that, you know, it, it's like six feet tall mm-hmm. and like 24 inches wide type of thing. Yeah. Right. Um, I want to get one of those that I would put on stage. So it would be like, you know you know the cover of my album and then check out our you know show merch with a QR code yeah. C- because of what the the problem with the 
the problem with just handing somebody a card with a QR code is people's attention span is so short that I think if they don't pull it up before they leave the building, they won't. They probably won't ever. You- However, if before the show they're sitting in their seat and on stage is a big ass banner with a QR code, in the time that they're just sitting there waiting on the show to start, they very well might pull it up then. Mm-hmm. So I, I, one to answer your question, uh, I've actually seen the workaround of you sell people that card with the QR code. You sell people the card. You sell people. You sell people the card with the QR code. What greedy son of a bitch did that. <laughs> uh, so the headline I work with, who did this, the shirt. Once you scan the QR code, uh-huh. it takes you to the sh- site, and the shirt is essentially free. Oh, uh, okay. So you give me thirty bucks here <laughs> and now. Yeah. You scan That's this smart. QR code. You just pick out the shirt you want, and it gets shipped to and you. And they've spent the money. They, they're they more incentivized to go to the site right. and get the free shirt, and then while Because they've there, already spent the money. On the, the, s- the, merch on the second half, uh, a guy I just worked with, Danny Johnson, mm. he has, he has like a dry bar comedy special and yada, yada, yada. Mm. He has one of those things you're talking about that's that he sets up when he does merch. So it's his face dry bar comedy special it has all the logos for where it can be found you know yada 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 it's got his like website and everything up there and like people will stop and talk and like have to look at you and stare this thing in the face (laughs) at the same point so if you're talking about like doing that on stage you know i definitely can understand people like you're saying, sitting in the audience being like, oh, what's this? You know, out of curiosity. Yeah. But even if it's every little thing that you do to ease people's path to giving you money makes it more likely they will give you money. Yeah. So, you know, if you got that banner up on stage and even if it's like, hey, the QR code's not working, fine. Right, but it puts the idea in the head of, oh, well, this is a thing I can do. Hmm. I, I, I can give him money. Because <laughs> one thing I thought about also doing is <laughs> T-shirts of future album covers. So like, or even hypothetical album covers. Hmm. So like, have just take a picture that I think is a cool picture, and have an album cover made out of that picture. For a comedy album that doesn't even exist, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. it just looks good on a T-shirt. And sell that. What, yeah. What's the difference? Yeah, you know. Or what I thought would be kind of cool is because again, I I know what my next few albums are going to be, so I could just have the covers made now, and then literally the T-shirt will just be the cover for the album, and then just coming soon on the bottom. Hmm. So it has its own like a uh, sense of anticipation yeah it's something interesting it's like oh he's gonna put out i wonder what this is gonna be you can also do i mean if we're just talking about marketing strategies you can also do a thing where you put that out before do the album and then put out a second t-shirt yeah which has the same album cover maybe like different lettering or whatever underneath and just take away the coming soon. Yeah. So that way people have the personal connection of like, we, oh, I bought it before. I bought it before. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you know, 
And especially if you, like, take it out of the store, mm-hmm. then it becomes a, like, oh, it's a FOMO thing. Like, you got to yeah. buy these shirts now before the album drops. Yeah. Because, I mean, imagine if, like, I'm trying to give, like, an, a, an interesting, yeah, like, imagine if, like, the Joe Rogan experience had a clothing line of Joe Rogan quotes. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that exists, but I assume that would make a killing of money. For sure. A ridiculous amount of money. <clears throat> like, have you ever done DMT? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah, just, just on a right t-shirt. There. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, he, they would the sell thousands of those t-shirts. The background around him. He's got so many trinkets and little things. Yeah. yeah. Just one of those things on a shirt, maybe. Yeah. I think it, I think it would be very, very doable. Tom Segura does that actually really well. He's got a lot of stuff from his your mom's house podcast with his wife yeah. two bears they have two b1c like mm-hmm. uh two girls one cup but yeah. it's also in the Pornhub font yeah <laughs> that one's pretty cool but even something as simple as i mean w- what's cool about having options like fiverr is you don't even have to come up with a design yeah you just hey here's the concept make something yeah pay some poor indian dude yeah <laughs> like <laughs> 20 bucks 20 bucks <laughs> <laughs> and yeah. he'll, Twenty bucks is generous. Yeah, I go for yeah. the ten dollar Indian guy, <laughs> but still. <laughs> I, I I think it's worth pointing out too, though, when you're just talking about merch in general, like how valuable it is. Like, not to not to like bring it back up, but like <laughs> your cap is a bootleg. Yeah. This means the cap, the original <laughs> cap design, had so much value. Yeah, it's that sold out. Somebody, somebody else to bootleg it. Yeah. Right, yeah. was like, I can make money off of. Something similar. It was probably a fan of Segura who wanted the hat. It sold out, and he was like, I'm going to make my own hat. He wore it around. Someone went, hey, that's really cool. And he's like, boom. If not, right. yeah. you know, yeah. yeah. So put in some effort. Yeah. yeah. yeah assholes. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Just the smallest amount of effort. That's funny. Oh, man. All right. So I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think if there's anything else that I'm missing. And I don't think so. What do we have? Do you guys have anything coming up this week? Uh, not this week. Uh, I'm I'm going through my booking list emails mm-hmm. because like I had a I had a list of like 300 bookers before the pandemic who I used to like try to contact and everything right. like that. And like now that it's post pandemic, <laughs> I'm kind of like weeding through the people who still exist and mm-hmm. have like gone the way of the dinosaur so that list is shrunken down to like 170 something (laughs) so like i'm still waiting through and trying to you know put myself back out there yeah um we have our third showing of asking for a friend Oh, how's uh, that going? Oh, how, does, how yeah. has that been? Dude. How have you not brought that okay. up? I want to punch well, you in no, the it's face. No, two weeks. So yeah. last week yeah. was, was, would have been the first time that I was able to talk about show number two. Oh, uh, okay. Pack the place out. Yeah. Um, it was myself, Jimmy, and Anthony. We didn't have any guests, and it was so much fun. We almost didn't get through all of the, uh, all of the input. Oh, right. Which I think is eventually going to be a thing. We nice. want, we're not going to be able to get to everything because we want to focus on each Specific one. one yeah. We also don't want to spend too much time, you know. And so this week we have our first special guest, yeah. uh, Jess Torres. I don't okay. know if you guys know her. her. She's an Orlando comic. No. Um, we've, <laughs> it's been three dudes on stage mansplaining <laughs> to a crowd. Right. So it'll be nice to get a female perspective. Um, oh, no, yeah, I know Jess Torres. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. she's yeah. great, too. Yeah. 
Uh, we all do a little bit of stand-up up top to warm the crowd up, and then we start the show. Yeah. Um, so it'll be all four of us this time, kind of giving our little input, un- uh, unprofessional <laughs> advice, <laughs> and, yeah. uh, you know, jokes along the and way. And what day is this? Wednesday of this week, the 28th? 28th, yeah, yes. yeah 28th. Okay, yeah. Okay. It's, uh, I'm really looking forward to it. This thing has uh, become uh, a lot bigger very quickly. Yeah. Hell and, yeah, uh, man. Yeah, it's... I'm looking forward that's to it. That's very cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's exciting. Yeah. And then uh, in the future, next Disney cruise, maybe. You might <laughs> see me doing five minutes. <laughs> hey. I just picture him getting tackled <laughs> off stage. <laughs> as soon as I start Is he doing com- comedy? No, 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 no. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> like slip the DJ a 10. <laughs> so I can do some <laughs> See, th- this is a this is the reason why I wish I could draw because the cartoon in my head is way more animated. Yeah. It's just like Matt getting tackled, Mickey in the back of the room, like in the shadows with like a lit cigarette. Mike's just still in <laughs> hand. Parents covering children's ears. Right. Yeah. Mickey's like <sighs> it was one of the adult nights. So it was like <laughs> it was more likely that they were gonna say yes, they still didn't. I was like, oh, I'll just go up and do some songs. So I was like <laughs> It was fun. I just can't get over that. You asked them if they could do if you could do time. I can't imagine the guy the the level of no that the guy must have said. Like absolutely not. It started with confusion. What's even what is happening right now? What's even better is like the way you approach this is so much more respectful because you could have just got up there and just started doing jokes anyway. Over background music. By the way. I did. So we were in, um, like I said, I brought my wife to, to Minnesota when we <laughs> did the festival. Yeah. And whenever I go anywhere with my wife, she always wants to go to like local museums. Mm. So we went to this, um, in Minneapolis, we went to this museum that was full of modern art, mm. which I'm sorry. Some of the dumbest shit I've ever seen in my life. Modern it's art, it's art. It's is the stupidest thing. <laughs> like there was one where like, I think it had to do with race and who's like powering the world and like the labor or some shit like that because there were black extension cords. It was like black extension cords, yellow extension cords, white extension cords, and they were like plugged into the wall and then some were plugged off of each other and it's supposed to have to do with the ground level labor of what I'm like, you just went to a garage sale mm-hmm. and bought a bucket of extension cords. <laughs> also, if it's and about bugged. race <laughs> and yellow extension cords <laughs> were involved, <laughs> whoa, buddy! <laughs> it's an agent's. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, then it was like there'd be like a <laughs> shoe, and the extension cord would be plugged into the inside of the like with the end of it would be inside the shoe, and then plugged into like a projector that was inside of a dog cage. I'm like, this is the fucking worst shit I've ever seen. There was one where they took, um, all right, this one I'll give was kind of cool. The way that it turned out, you know how they have like the, um, like the inflatable guys that would be outside of a car dealership. That's like whipping all over the place or whatever. Yeah. 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 That one. There was this, somebody had taken those and like sewn their hands together to where like it looked like one was like trying to get away and the other ones are like pulling it back 
or whatever. Again, it's all so metaphors. It's, like it's just like it's so stupid. It's like none of you know how to paint. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's <laughs> always the thing, though. It's it, right. Yeah. You're just putting <laughs> shit together and trying to make it seem like it's deep, and you're just yeah. an asshole. I that's I feel like that's a de- <laughs> difference though between like quote unquote real artists and not is like. If a real artist doesn't have to have like a fifteen paragraph explainer to the art on the wall, so bad. Like you, like you just see it and you're like, oh, this is like, you see the inflatable tube guy and you're like, oh, this is like crabs in a bucket pulling people back. <laughs> I get it, but like you know, if you just showed me like a hundred extension cords and you're like, what do you think this is about? I'm gonna be like. I don't know, Tico ripping us off? Like, <laughs> what? Like, and then there, there was one where it was like, it was like these blue rectangles mounted on the wall, and they were like, st- like, like they, they went up, right? So there's like one there, and then six inches, another one, six inches, another one, six inches, another one. And I'm like, these are just floating shelves. Mm-hmm. These aren't <laughs> even like, these are, this is what people have in their fucking house. This is just regular stupid nonsense. It was so bad. It was brutally awful. But <laughs> what made me think of that was they used to do this thing on Comedy Central where I don't remember what it was called. I think it was called something like Assault Comedy or something like that. Where they would go to an event where <laughs> they would go to an event where it wasn't supposed to be comedy, but they would book a comedian. And just, like there was one I'll never forget. They did one with Patrice O'Neill. Yeah. And if you know anything about Patrice O'Neill's material, mm. they had him show up to a women's empowerment oh, breakfast. No. <laughs> 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 and they had him booked as the speaker. Oh and I think they God. lied about his credentials or whatever. Yeah. And then he just went up and just did vicious stand up <laughs> material <laughs> and just ruined everyone's afternoon. Yeah. Right? Oh, my God. <laughs> so we're so we're in this modern Modern art um, museum in Minneapolis, and me and my wife were walking around, and we stumble upon there's like loud music playing in one section of the museum, and we turn in the corner, and it's like a poetry slam happening in this modern art museum. So there's this like cool Pharrell-looking half Asian, half black dude, and he's DJing and he's playing like the Good Kid, Mad City. And like all this shit. I'm so emotionally and exhausted. And there's, and there's a, a, a bunch of like like hipster white people. Oh yeah. In all these weird outfits, there's like a bunch of different like every every combination of LGBT couple like in the world, <laughs> and everybody's a bunch of white people with dreadlocks, like just that yeah, type yeah. of environment of people. Birkenstocks, yeah. plenty. And I and I looked at my wife, and I was like, how awesome would it be? If I signed up and then just got up there Crash and in. did the worst, like just all of my most offensive material for like until they like dragged me away yeah. <laughs> and just ruined these people's day. The worst thing about that, though, and the, like in those kinds of situations is I bet you people would have given you so much longer to perform because yeah. they would have been like, oh, is this like a commentary? Yeah, on, just like, like, I like society. Comedy. Like, <laughs> But um, what do I got? So this weekend, um, I will be headlining at Rooney's um, in Palm Bay. Nice. And then the following weekend, I'm very excited about. It is my first headline weekend at Madcaps. Okay. So Friday and Saturday, I'll Ooh, be at Madcaps. Which location? Because there's two now. Um, I will be at the Palm Shores. 
was it okay. called? That's the new one, right? Yeah, the new one. Yeah. I'll be at the new one. Yeah, yeah. Um, smaller room because he wants to see how I do headlining the smaller room before he puts me in the bigger room. Nice. Yeah. I, I'm um, I'm gonna be doing Madcaps next month for like the, I think it's the new Smyrna Beach like the showcase yeah. one that they do that weekend for like a Friday and Saturday. So I still gotta sign up for that. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be the first. I think. I don't know. That might be the first one that I get together. I got to see because from what I remember, I can bring a guest spot and stuff. I, th- I know Brian Milligan's coming. Nice. And I got to f- figure out. I know. I'm looking at everybody. <laughs> <me. laughs> um, so I'll look and see how many people I'm bringing. Cool, cool. And then see. All right. So again, thank you guys. This has been the Funny Style Podcast. Thanks for listening. <laughs>